Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to A Burkat Wonderland with me and Dickie Davis's missing, long-missing son. That's uh, that's one for the mums and dads, boys and girls out there with you that are, are from the 70s. We're doing this late night for the North American people and the first person to pop up is BX Gunner. North American. How are you, Stan? I'm not bad. It's been a long week, and I'm glad that we have a long weekend this weekend. Why? So, Why have you got a long weekend? We have a thing here. We have a holiday year called Family Day. Even though I don't have a family, so it's just me, the missus, and the cat, I suppose. But I'm taking the day off. What kind of bullshit is that? It's good bullshit. It means it's a, a lovely lay-in I get. Uh, that's the Americans and North Americans, and uh, I don't know if the, the the Mexicans do it, but the whole of North America, um, it's unacceptable, um, frankly. Huh? Oh, I thought you said something else because I have a slight delay because uh, my window. I can't mute my windows until the windows are playing, which doesn't really help the situation. Anyway, um, oh, here we go, and I've got I've got to go mute four separate windows. Anyway, um, yes, uh, I take it you're good. I'm good. People in the chat are good. We've got two thumbs up already from Facebook. Wonderful. Phil Macker is there. Josh right, Page Phil. is there. Boy 10 is there. What time is it for, for Boy 10? Actually, I think he's only two hours ahead of us. Uh, my time is, is godlike. The show is starting now. My first click on YouTube today. Oh, lovely. Also, the Insomniacs. That's very true. BX is Friday Night Entertainment apps. I absolutely needed good. I've forgotten what it's like to sit outside, says Phil. Oh. I'm doing that as well, Phil. It's great, isn't it? It is indeed. Right, the uh, the game we're going to talk about, it should be an easy win. It should be our fifth straight win in the in the league. But um, with the Arsenal, you never know. So the game is Arsenal, Burnley v Arsenal in the Premier League, Saturday the 17th of February. Now, I, I hear people ask me, but I'm not in the UK. What time is it on in my country? Well, hopefully this might help you. 4.30 p.m. No, 2.30 p.m. in... Uh, I'm going to change that. It is on at 3 p.m. in London, 10 a.m. in New York. That, that's right, yeah. 7 a.m. in Vancouver. Is that right, Stan? Uh, I'm not looking, actually. Yeah, it's 3 o'clock right. kickoff. Yeah, seven. Lovely. 2 a.m. in Sydney, 8.30 p.m. in New Delhi, and midnight in Tokyo, which was my nickname at school. Uh, not on the TV in the UK, Stan. Won't be a problem for me because I won't be watching it. I will be downloading it when I get up later in the day. Right. If, you want if, to anybody wants, if anyone wants to watch it, you're all welcome around mine because I'll have it on. So. Excellent. Uh, bring your own gummies. Uh, well, if you want to listen to it in the UK, you listen to it on uh, BBC Radio 5 Live. Not bad. Actually, quite what I usually do. I woke up today. It was quarter past 4 p.m. And I thought, oh, told the uh, listening device. I said, uh, play Radio 5 Live. And it came on and they weren't telling me the football results. I went, oh, what's going on with that? Why? And then I realised it's Friday. <sighs> right. Should we uh, do some injuries, Stan? Yeah, cool. Look, yeah, go on then. Tim, Timber, knee injury, back 20th of April. How likely is that? Uh, 
How long's a piece of string? I've got lots of string, none of which tell me anything about players' injuries. So um, I have got no idea. Um, hold on. TW7. There we go. And then FB there. Just so I can keep a track of what I'm doing. The next one is uh, um, your old mate. Uh, hold on. I need to bring this up. Forgot the top of the screen. Where is it? Vieira, groin, hip, pelvic injury. Back the 17th of February. Now, I'm no... I'm no number cruncher, but that to me sounds like tomorrow. Uh, on the 16th of February, uh, I think it was Arteta probably said, he is very, this isn't word wrapping, I'm having to expand it. He is very close. He's been training already for a few days with the team, so I think it's very close. He'll be back probably faster than we expected. He And he's in a good place. Now, in a good place, does that hint at maybe he's got a few of the, the collie wobbles going on? I don't know, it sounds like he's locked in a padded room somewhere. Mm, that's what I was um, possibly thinking about. Uh, the next one is Zinchenko, um, late fitness test tomorrow. Smithrow, fitness test tomorrow. Um, on February the 11th, they said, Emil turned his ankle in training, so he's not fit to play last weekend. Uh, Takiro Tomiyashi, you won't be surprised to hear, yeah. he came back from international duty with a niggle. Oh, Are you surprised to hear that? No, it was probably uh, half expected to be fair. I mean, the, the bloke is seventy-two percent niggle, which is uh, which is why they keep popping up. So anyway, uh, hey, who's knee injury? Also, a late fitness test for tomorrow. So possibly having uh, Tommy Ashu, Jesus Smith, Rose, Inchenko, and Vieira all back tomorrow. Do you want any of them to play to start the game? Can you see your screen? Yes. Right. That, we think, is, apart from having Jesus up front, that is very close to his favourite 11, isn't it? Now, we think Rice is going to stay in the DM, Havertz swapping for Jesus, and then um, uh, Eugenio coming in for Havertz. Um, Will he put put Jesus in from the start? It depends on how far along they think he is, right? Because um, it wouldn't surprise me if after this game we get a report that he's out again for a few weeks. (laughs) <laughs> well, a couple of training sessions and he's broken again. So that was uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, how about the left-back situation? How did you feel about Kivior coming in at left-back? And apparently Ben White was the one was being the inverted full-back, not, not um, Kivior. Did you notice that? Because I didn't. I did. It worked. It seemed to work okay in the last match. But, I mean, I always get weary when you have a player that doesn't play in a, is playing not in their natural position. And right. they're, they're, they're foisted in there as an emergency, and they do well in one game. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be able to maintain consistency playing out of position. We've seen Granite Jacker do that a few times, haven't we? We've seen a couple of other players that have slots in for us at left-back, have one good game, but then they follow it up with a fairly bad one because they're out of position. I don't think you can argue with that statement, young man. I think you've, you've perfectly summed it up. Um Right, so so you're not worried if we play Kivior at left back and the rest of them all all picking. Now, would you stick Rice at the DM and then bring in Jorginho to play next to Erdegaard? Because uh, I thought that looked pretty decent, didn't it, in uh, against West Ham? Yeah, and there's been plenty of a gap, I think, between the last game to allow Jorginho to recover. So I don't see why he shouldn't be able to. But again, it all depends on whether the manager wants to continue trying to 
find a way for Havertz to fit in this team. He seems hell-bent on it at the moment, on, on making it work. Although, I have read a couple of reports this week that kept popping up my feed, or I read on the bus, and they were saying, both reports were saying that Arsenal are running out of patience with Havertz, and if the opportunity arises, you know, they would, they are, they would, they've got to the decision now that they would like to move him on. Again, I don't know whether that's clickbait or not. Who knows? Probably. Let me guess. It was from a Twitter account with a little blue tick by it. No, it wasn't. It was um, on my Google feed. So I don't know who it was by. I don't know. You know I don't know. Football London or somebody. I don't know. My football London tends to be. Um... Actually, they're not too bad. That wasn't the one I was thinking of. Uh, Phil says, Timber will be back before party more, most likely, and Timber's not back until April. Uh, Boy10 says, can't be Jesus to start. Havertz should start central midfield. Trossard has to start up front. Uh, Phil says he agrees. Trossie up front instead of Jesus. And then uh, uh, Boy10, actually, good point on Jesus. Might as well play him before his next injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get what you can out of him, right? And Boy says start Tommy at left back. BX, the key viewer is getting better with a cons- consistent run of games, is very true. Um, Boy says, when do we play Porto? That's next midweek. Um, keep the Jorginho powder dry for that one. And BX says, Jesus on the bench. Well, can't disagree with that for too me, much. For me, Danny, even though on paper, right, we have that phrase, don't we? On paper, it should on be paper. a formality to get three points to get burnt against Burnley. I would still go strong with the strongest team that we have available because of where we are in the league. You know, everybody's kind of like in and around the same points. So I think that we need to go with our strongest team. And if things go the way that we want them to go, you know, we're into the second half and we're maybe 3-0 up, fingers crossed. We can then take, we've got five substitutions. We can take out some of our key players and gradually start bringing in some second string to see the game out. Rather than we start with a second string, you know, we're, we're complacent. We think that it's going to be a, a, an easily job done. And for whatever reason, there's, they go up a goal ahead of us. And then we panic and start having to bring the, you know, our, our, our better players off the bench early. I'd rather Take go the no other risks. Way. Yeah, I'd rather go the other way and get the job done. I smell what you're cooking and I like it. I'm on board with that. It's going to move one of my windows around a little bit. Uh, so where are we up to? Previous games we Burnley. How many times do you reckon we've played Burnley going back to the 1800s? It's not as many as I thought. Last few years under Sean Dyche, we've had a few, haven't we? But generally, yeah. I think they've been out of the top league for a while. So what's the number? 114. And surprisingly, we've won 56 They've won 34 and we've drawn 24. That just shows um, how big a team Burnley used to be. They used to be one of the big teams in the world. All the Northern teams have been big at the beginning. Previous games we've already done. uh, First league game ever between Arsenal and Burnley. It was the 6th of September, 1897. I'll give you uh, three Canadian dollars if you can guess what the score was. 3-2. Five nil to Burnley. That was in Division Two, September eighteen ninety seven. I'd like to go back there. I think that would be fun. What to live? Well, you know, it couldn't be worse than what it is now. Uh, did they, the last did they have, five. Did they have uh, inside toilets back then? 
I don't think they have them now in Burnley. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely not going back. No. Last five league games at Burnley. Now, my mate Sexy Frank was here talking to me while I was doing this, so there might be a mistake here. If there is, I deny all responsibility. September 2021, we went there and beat them 1-0. March 21, we went there and drew 1-1. February 2020, 0-0. May 2019, went there and beat them 3-1. And the 26th of November 2017, we went there and beat them 1-0. So um, are you confident about that? Well, I've actually, I'm actually thinking that I may have caused us to already lose this game. What? <laughs> Because I was thinking about Burnley uh, about a week ago, five days ago, after watching highlights again on Match of the Day. And I was thinking to myself, like, how come Vincent Company seems to be getting such a pass for the poor results at, at Burnley? I mean, I think they've only had three wins all season. And there doesn't seem to be any sign of any kind of jeopardy with his future as their manager. And it seems to be... You know, after each game, you know, it's like, so how did you think of the game, Vincent? It's like, well, one of my players actually made a pass and it reached a Burnley player and everyone seems to be like, oh, massive improvement. We'll see you next week. See if we can do two passes. There doesn't seem to be any jeopardy. And obviously, I tweeted that out. So now I'm thinking to myself, they'll probably beat us now, 8-0, just to, just to spite me. So... <sighs> Do you see what I'm saying now about Burnley, though? Do you see what I'm saying? There doesn't seem to be any kind of jeopardy around the poor results that they're having. And, you know, there's other managers that seem to be more under the cosh who have had a better career or a better run of games and they're not given an inch. So I don't understand how that's working. Boy, Ten says a lot of midfielders that can't get into the conversation. ESR, Vieira, for instance, what are we going to do with them? What do you see the long-term futures for the pair of those two? Because... ESR permanently injured and Vieira has shown he can have a couple of good games in two seasons. Well, we paid good money for Vieira. Well, I suppose in today's market, we got him cheap, only for 35 million. To me, that's a, a, a lot of money. It doesn't seem to be panning out. To, you know, he's like my little pet project. Everybody knows that I want T-Bag to do really well. But, yeah. And I've seen glimpses of it from him. We've seen glimpses that there's, there's a player in there. And when he came to us, I think he had the highest assist record the previous season in Portugal. You know, I think he had something like 14 assists, which was the highest of any player. So there's definitely a player in there. I just don't know whether he's going to show himself in the Premier League. And for ESR, ESR, he just seems to be, he just seems to have like, like the curse of Jack Wilshere if you know what I mean. There's always something that happens to him. He can get fully fit and then, like you just mentioned, he goes and turns his ankle in training and it keeps him out again. So, I mean, maybe he's got the curse of the number 10 shirt. I think we should have just sacrificed that shirt to the football gods when Burkamp left and just called it quits. Because it's never been... Because yeah. it, 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 was, it, it got tarnished after Burkamp, didn't it, when Gallus arrived. That was probably started the tarnishing of the number and then 10. Didn't Van, Van Persie wear it? I'm never sure. I thought it was 11. Could well be. I thought it was 11 that's for a, us. I don't think he changed to 10. That's a long time ago. Miss Molina has joined us. Hello, Miss Molina. Hi, Mel. Hope you're Hope well. You're well. Uh, James Johnson is there as well. Good evening, Stan and Danny, the Stan the Man. 
I just okay. got home and switched on the telly and saw your live. So I thought I'd hop on and say hello. Well, very kind of you, sir. Very kind indeed. Um, the next thing that I wanted to do, yeah, um, uh, that thing about why doesn't company get the sack, the boy tenor's got my thoughts exactly. Perhaps Burnley have opted into a yo-yoing with company because they are, last season they played the best football in the championship. The fans loved it. They come storming back up, won the league. And if they go down, they get parachute payments next season. They'll please everybody playing great football. And eventually, you do that two or three times, you're going to end up staying up in the Premier League. So maybe that yeah, is, maybe they, is their plan. Maybe they just don't have the, the funds to make a decent kind of an investment for players that can hold them in the Premier League this season. I mean, I don't know how many players they've bought since they've come up, but they just seem to be having a very torrid time of it. Uh, what else is on there? Ah, oh, Hambo Gumble is there. Watch it all. Nice you to turn up. Thank you very much. Um, so, Mikel Arteta's record against Burnley, played six, won two, drawn three, lost one. I don't know how he's lost one game. How have we lost one game under... Oh, yeah. They oh they came to us and beat us at, at the Emirates in December 2020. I'd forgotten about that. That was dark, dark days. And Mikel's our record against Vincent Company, played one. 1-1. One, one. Now, you know, I said that um, the, the five games ago, 12th of May, 2019, um, at Turf Moor, we beat them 3-1. Have a go at the goal scorers. Who do you reckon? Mm, what, what, what year did you say? 2019, May. So in the end of the season. Yep, he got two. And Lacazette. Nope. Lacazette didn't even play. Nicholas Pepper. No, uh, Willian. No, Willian didn't play. Ah, oh, I was remembering when he scored that goal for us at the, like, toward, what, at the beginning of the season, at the end, and I wondered if it was then. I don't know who it's it is. He's an England goal scoring machine. An England goal scoring Danny Bolbeck? No. No. Who? Eddie Nketia, 90th Eddie minute. You ready for this lineup? Bert Leno in goal, right back Stefan Lichsteiner, <laughs> uh, left left back Monreal, centre backs Dino Mavropanos of West Ham, Sean <laughs> Mustafi, a central midfield of wow. Matteo Granduzzi and El Nenny, and then we had oh this is a tough one I'd say uh, Iwobi on one wing, Mkhitaryan on the other wing, and Joe Willock playing behind Aubameyang. How did we get anywhere with that defence, man? I'm just that thinking. That is a hell of a defence, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it says in the notes, on, on 11v11.com, the notes are, Burnley had now lost 10 consecutive meetings in all competition. They remained without a single league win against Arsenal since September 1974. And 21,000 people had the utter joy of going there and watching that. So uh, dark, dark days indeed. Ah, Hantumi is there. Howdy doody. And also Paul McDonough is there. And uh, no other new names. Phil says... What a terrible defence. I mean, they don't even count as a defence. They were just absolutely shocking. Uh, now, where are we down to? Arsenal's form for the last five games. 1-4, drawn none, lost one, scored 16, conceded four. Uh, Stan, 16 goals in our last four games because the 2-0 Liverpool, we didn't score. That's how numbers work. 
how impressed are you with that? And can we follow that on tomorrow? It would be big numbers. I know numbers. I know all the numbers. What do you think? Well, the last time that I was on this broadcast with you was a yes. pre-show for the Liverpool game. And if you remember, I was really kind of like telling you how I had no confidence and I was concerned. What game was that for? It was the Liverpool game. And I was telling you the that I didn't... The 2-0 loss or the 3-1 win? The 3-1 win. I predicted that uh, we were going to lose. So did I, 3-0. I really, I, I really didn't think that we were, had anything about us and that yeah. our attack was looking really toothless. The way that we played in that game really showed me something. Really showed me that we still had something about us. But then I was concerned with the West Ham game, thinking, well, if we go into that West Ham game and we don't come away with all three points, then it just undoes all of the good work that we did at Liverpool. So then to go into that West Ham game at their stadium and win 6-0 even more impressed me. So I'm feeling quite good about the team at the moment. They've somehow seem to have pulled themselves around and found their, 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 their shooting boots. And your jinx level on that at the moment, how um, how likely are you to jinx that by being positive? Oof. I'm, I'm probably due a jinx. Yeah. You know, around about soon. But you know what they're like. You don't have one for ages and then like a bus or two come along at the same time. Sad times. Sad times. Well, yeah, so we've had those re- a really good run of results. Um, That was West Ham's biggest ever home Premier League loss, which is, which is, which is uh, quite impressive. Because the West Ham were a half decent team. Uh, James says, I remember that game well, well, away, the 3 1. I had £20 on for Bamiyang to be top scorer for the season. Started it, start season, started, he shared it with Matt. Are you typing on your phone, James? Because this is, uh, would you like to buy an apostrophe and a space? Shared it with um, Salah and Mane. Bet 365 paid me out. Lovely day. Can't argue with that. BX says, uh, I believe this one of those games, I believe this is one of those games that we haven't experienced in a long time, which is where we already won the game in the tunnel. Ooh, confident. Ah, he's abbreviated that. One of those games we haven't experienced in a long time. Thank you very much. Paul says, I live in Anfield area. I hope that lot don't win. The Prem. Fuck, I'll just imagine that'd be an absolute nightmare. People, we need your predictions in the chat. Everybody here, I must have your predictions. Then I will go and make a, a YouTube shorts out of it, like I did the last time. And the last one, the Liverpool, the um, listeners' predictions for the late night show, the late for last night's show, the Liverpool game. Five hundred and thirty-three people watched the shorts version. If you're not sure, oh. go to YouTube, go to shorts, and then find Arsenal. Find our podcast, and I've put today. I've put two new ones up there, and one of them was funny. You said ad. that. Funny you saying that, Danny, because when I was travelling home on the bus, I was listening to the radio on my headphones and that, and I flipped onto YouTube. I saw your little face under a short, in the, under a shorts banner. So I watched it. First Which one, one was it? Seen. I can't remember. <laughs> oh well, I can't remember. Who, I can't remember. Who, it was. It was yourself and Craig. Ah, oh, and, and Melvin was, was on there. We did Craig. two. It's uh, Craig. Craig talking about. Yeah, he was on there. Just need a little oh, bit closer. Um, West Ham fans should be should applaud Declan Rice. And my one was talking about the Havertz number wang dice. So if you want to see what those are, what the hell I was on about, go onto YouTube, go to Burkhamp Wonderland, and click on Shorts, 
and you'll be able to see them along with uh, this. I can't believe this other one, the number Wang Dice. It's got one thumbs up and two thumbs down, and that thumbs up was by me. <laughs> Thumb, thumbing up my own product. I'm not sure if that is allowed or not. But uh, do you know? You know when you you know sometimes you watch these uh, podcasts and you hear the person, you know, the host will say, you know, don't forget to, to give us a, 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 a like. It really helps the, the stream. Do you know mm. that how it actually works? Even if you get a thumbs down, it still helps the stream because YouTube yeah. just counts it as engagement. They don't count yeah. it as oh, people didn't like it, we'll push it down, or they liked it, we'll push it up. Whether people do likes or dislikes, it still helps. Engagement. Probably only get 40 or 50 per show, which is meaningless. They don't care about anything on numbers. But um, comments are always good as well. It's nice when people leave comments in the chat. And, uh, yeah, I, I used to go and have a look and try and interact with them. So far, we've only got three people predicting, BX, Phil, and, and Hambo. Paul, you haven't predicted. Boy, 10, and you haven't predicted. James, you haven't. Who else hasn't? Hantumi, if you're still there. And uh, looking for a few other Miss Molina, if you're still there, it'd be lovely if you could do a prediction. And uh, Tom Andrew, you were there earlier. Tom said hello all. If I missed that one out, uh, Joshua Page is there. He said hello. So if some of you people can go and give predictions, that would be lovely because ah, oh, Hantumi has come up with a prediction. Cheers, mate. Very kind. Sorry, of I'd, like to, I'd like to ask you a quick question, if I may, in something that go, I've go, go. a lot about, and we haven't spoken about it. What are yeah. your thoughts on all of this noise everywhere, even Mikel Arteta stoking the fires now, about Kylian Mbappe? 500 grand a week on your bike, son. No, it's going to be more That's than that, what... surely. <laughs> we can't more... afford... I'd be annoyed if we bought a striker who was on more than 200 grand, 250 grand a week, let alone because 500. He... We can't... It's not sustainable. But he's, he's come out and said that he would be interested in joining Arsenal. You know what that means? That means I would be interested in joining Arsenal if they're willing to pay me what it is that I actually want. And his mum is his agent, and his mum sounds like a hard, she drives a hard bargain. The deal that they want from Real Madrid, right? They want a hundred and seventy-five million signing on fee. Obviously, just to say, just, just to say hello, I'll come and play for you. There's a hundred and seventy-five, and then. Uh, a salary per year, sixty million, which works out to be just over a million pound a week. And Madrid have turned around and they were saying, "Well, we want to pay thirty million." So now this is why they're looking at other clubs. But it's all about for me. This is it's all about money because if Kylian Mbappe had a boyhood dream of one day playing for Real Madrid, he'd already be playing for him. Yeah, because the pathway like been... the pathway has been open for ages for him to go there, right? So it's all about money. And it's not like while at PSG, he's been struggling to make a living, is it? His ends are meeting like a mother effer, if I can say that. Like a mother trucker. In, yeah, yes, they're meeting. True. When he's, turned, he's, he's um, uh, waving 80 million, 80 million euros from PSG so that he can leave. So he's obviously going to want to pick that up elsewhere. Yeah, I was doing some won, financial... That's why to join he's leaving yeah. 80 but he was it's crazy and i just don't see do you know what i would love to see happen God. because because when he almost signed for them at real madrid a couple of years ago do you remember it was almost imminent like he had the pen in his hand and then he re-signed with psg well now that he's gone back to deal with them they're off they're offering less than they originally were 
and to me, I'm like, well, that's how it should be. You had your chance. You know, if you walk away and you come back to the table, it's going to be lower. That's that's how business is, right? So he's had an opportunity. You know, he had an opportunity to 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 play for them, and for whatever reason, he stayed at PSG for the dope. I would love, but as I say, I would love everyone in this deal to say, you know what? Nah, I don't. We're not. We're not going to go there. You know, they put their pens down at Real Madrid, and then PSG go, yeah. In fact, we've got we've already got another another player worked out, and they put their pens down. And he prices himself out of the market because They're it's not like it's, it's it's not like Real Madrid aren't already winning stuff without Kylian Mbappe. Do you know That's what I mean? True. It's not like oh, we need him because he's going to take us to that next level to get him to win the Champions League. They're already winning it. So, do you really need him? Really? Mm, they don't. They just want him for the. Uh... For the star power. And, yeah, exactly. The panache and the star power and the marketing and, you know, the, just the reputation of it all. But is it really worth that amount of money if you're already a successful team? And I think PSG have said, if you re-sign with us, we'll pay you £86 million a year. It's crazy money. Bless him. Bless him. Poor bloke. And when Ian Wright signed for Arsenal, it was on five grand a week. <laughs> what what amazing times that was. Uh, Paul McDonough, who still hasn't given us a, a, a quote, I mean, a, a prediction, says, just got my PlayStation 5, has been stuck on a tanker in the Red Sea for 10 months. Well, that's why he should have gone to Argos. Um, and James says, he didn't want to leave the first time round. New PSG would buckle on him as the Qataris wanted to him for promotion for the World Cup in case he won it again. He knew they'd cave and like his pocket. Lime. Well, he's. Um, I just wonder how much money PSG have spent on that winning the Champions League thing. It's got to be more than a couple of billion, hasn't it? In wages and transfers and under-table yeah. deals and signing bonuses and harsh times. Right, people, it's your final call to get a prediction in, and then you will be YouTube famous when I read out your predictions on the YouTube reels, which I will do straight after the show. We've only got seven there, plus me and Stan will do ours at the end. Come on, people, round up, round up. Stan, encourage the boys and girls to do a prediction. Come on, get your predictions in. Well, I see God. what you guys are thinking. You are, you are a man with with many many words. I'm feeling quite bullish about it, so I'm feeling very confident after the last couple of games. Right. Oh, so I need to get this done in less than forty five seconds. Otherwise, it becomes a video and not a YouTube reels. Right. So when I ask you your one stand, I want you to give me the score and nothing else. Are we all ready? I uh, still know new ones. First of all, the predictions. For Burnley v Arsenal from the listeners of tonight's show. Hambo Gumble, 4-0 the Arsenal. Phil Macker, 4-0 the Arsenal. BX, 2-0 the Arsenal. Hantumi, 3-1 the Arsenal. Brady's Banana, 4-0 the Arsenal. Tom Andrew, 2-0 the Arsenal. Uh, James Johnson, 3-0 the Arsenal. And is there any more? No. Stan, what are you going for? 4-0 the Arsenal. And I am going to go 6 0 the Arsenal, back to back 6 nilers. Wunderbar. Well, there's a little gap there, makes it easier for me to do it. <sighs> the mongoose is late in with 3 0 the Arsenal. That might just make it in, mongoose, if you're lucky. 
Right, Stan, that's it. We have done 31 minutes of the 30 minutes allowed. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who joined us. And we'll be live tomorrow, maybe 7, 8 o'clock, something like that, because uh, I will get up late, download the game. Me and Deke are going to watch it together because he's busy working. And then we will be fresh and juicy, moist and freshly toasted for your pleasure. So, uh, Stan, you have been wonderful. Phil did ask earlier in the show, can we see your view? But I didn't, don't know if you didn't want to, the FBI to find out where you've moved to. A lot of high rises. A lot of high rises. There you go. And is that a Sergio Toshini you've got on there? It is. Oh, look at that. Oh, I miss the 80s. And finally, uh, Mike Hertz is there. Oh, I've got, oh, the, got to do the. Got to do the obligatory, otherwise I'll get accused of, uh, there we go, a little bit of uh, Ariba there. Would you like to give Mr. Hertz an Ariba? Ariba. Ariba. You You're late, you scumbag. Right, uh, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much for the nice comments. If you are, if you have thumbs, please give us it a thumbs up, subscribe, you know, all the usual stuff that really doesn't make any difference when you no one listens to the podcast in the first place. We will be back tomorrow and here are some closing outro thingy Bob and then I'm gonna go and, and uh, finish playing some football manager. And what are you gonna do, Stan? I am probably gonna fire up the Xbox and play something. Cool, what are you gonna play? There's another game, was it I just downloaded it uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla downloaded ah, lovely lovely of violence right thank you very much everybody and goodbye Stan say goodbye goodbye as soon as I scored that goal I was fucking livid get down dog splendid business he nearly caught the bloody thing what are you talking about <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche well you don't often see him at him so when you see him in the supermarket they need to be swagged microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on and bosh Bob's your uncle never in doubt